0: Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. I've had Serena, to now! Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, the one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week, brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine.
1: And I'm your host, Michael Snyder.
0: What's up, Mikel?
1: It's already... The f- end of the first week of May. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh,
0: it feels way too close to the halfway mark. It's I so close. Was it's doing so close. something at work the other day, and I had to put 2024 down, and I was oh, like, no. "That seems bad. <laughs> What's happening?" Oh
1: no, I don't. I don't like that. That's even worse than my thing. <laughs> you have to think about next year already.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Oh, see, see, May, May is just the busiest time because that's when everything seems to be like transitioning for the summer. Mm -hmm. So like academics probably have it the worst because I have a friend who's a high school teacher. You're also in academia. So you're in final Mm -hmm. season as well right now. So like, I know that everyone there is tired. I'm tired because my software development cycles on the June, December, which means things get done in May, November. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's been a lot. It's been so much and it's it's somehow may
0: <laughs> it's somehow may but we're here we're and here. we're together and we get to hang out for a little bit that so is true. yeah that what, is true. what have we got going on today
1: well we got we got some mad loops of news headlines <laughs> do, do, do you want some of those i got <laughs> i got lots of those
0: so excited look forward to it
1: Yes, because this, this is truly the segment that has brought me the most joy since we've introduced it many, many <laughs> moons ago. Where I have scoured the internet for wild headlines and incidents and bring them here to have Victoria and Keith guess what is going on <laughs> in this weird, weird world that we live in. And these are all actual things that have happened. Are you ready for five ready. rounds of tablets of news headlines? <laughs> yes,
0: let's do it.
1: So, starting off, the Met Gala featured the death of a New York icon, a common past that had managed to make its way onto the red carpet and managed to get camera time as well. Do you know which past, uh, is part of the Met Gala mythology now?
0: I am very confused because, like, I heard the first <laughs> part and I was like, yeah, we're talking about Carl Lagerfield, because that was like the theme this time. I actually don't know if Carl Lagerfield is dead. I just assume that he is. But he's always looked the same. Like, since I was five, I feel like he's looked the same. Anyway. And then I was thinking cats, and then it was like, oh, no, there's actually a thing. I'm gonna go with a rat, just because I feel like New York and Pizza Rat, and it feels like it would be a rat.
1: Unfortunately, we are talking about the Met Gala cockroach. Oh. Alright. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, there was a cockroach that was at the Met Gala, which I guess mm-hmm. makes sense logically because it's New York and there are pests there. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, a cameraman like dedicated time to filming said cockroach on the red carpet.
0: That feels like a good choice. Cool. Not certain out the best, but that's alright. If you haven't looked at the amount of weird, random, cat things that happened because apparently Carl Lagerfeld really likes cats that is a a rabbit hole you could dive down I don't know if I recommend it
1: it involves Jared Leto so I'm gonna I'm gonna empathetically say no (laughs) so moving on to question two uh, this live action science fiction series that aired for five seasons in 1994 to 1998 that is also getting a proper CW reboot is somehow also getting an unrelated animated movie, because why not?
0: Oh, no. This feels really vague. This Can I get any kind of narrowing?
1: Any kind of narrowing. Huh? Yeah,
0: I feel like there are a lot... I've got a lot of live-action science fiction in my brain.
1: It is a space opera. It is created by writer and producer J. Michael Stravinsky.
0: That doesn't super help me. Okay, the first two things that came to mind. Firefly, I feel like, was way later than this. I feel like mm-hmm. that's too
1: early for Firefly. Um You would be correct. Then, uh, Firefly was too early. Yeah, maybe maybe
0: I'm, maybe I'm just not quite old enough for this. This would have been I would have been really young. Uh, so now I'm trying to think. Like all of my first thoughts are probably not old enough. Um, okay,
1: I will I will give a more a more direct hint. So then? it is not a battle. So I'll I'll give one more hint. So okay. um, the name is a Mesopotamian city and a number. Oh, cool.
0: All right, I'm going to give up, which makes me sad, but I really want to know what this is.
1: Okay, so so this this was a niche series even by my standards, but uh, it's Babylon Five.
0: Oh my goodness! Okay, yes, um, I did not obviously watch it at the time, but it is on one of the streaming services, and I have in fact watched a few episodes and gone, "Huh, that's a thing that happened."
1: It's a it's a very well realized uh, version of like a, a space diplomacy situation. Mm-hmm. That really anchored on literal diplomacy, unlike Battlestar Galactica, which was like subterfuge, Mm -hmm. and SG-1, which was like the guise of diplomacy, but also Air Force being cool.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of DS9 a little bit. Yes,
1: yes, in a lot of ways it was a contemporary to DS9's uh, uh, space station shenanigans. So Mm -hmm. these are hard ones this week. um, Yeah, yeah, that's all
0: right. You know what? We're here to learn and have fun it's
1: not we about are. points so so now moving on to this <laughs> next i'm just reading these headlines and wondering how we got here so sure. all right so which streaming service will you be able to watch flaming hot about the creation of the flaming hot cheeto i love the answer in the question didn't i
0: you did but also i'm just we're gonna talk later about the choices okay. that we make as a society Uh And Uh this feels like a choice. Okay, so yes, I did get good hints on this one. So I'm going to go with Hulu and Disney+, Plus because that's what you wrote down. That's my bad. My mistake. Yeah,
1: point for Victoria!
0: Woohoo! I got a point. I would not have gotten that point otherwise. Why do we need to know... I guess, like, a whole thing. Like, this feels like it should be an episode of, like good eats or like how it's made not an entire well thing are you by familiar itself?
1: with the the origin story of the flaming hot cheeto
0: no but i don't feel like i need that much time <laughs> and effort dedicated the, to the,
1: it the reason they're making this new movie because it's a rag to riches story because it was a janitor uh, who submitted the idea for the flaming hot cheeto spice mix okay so that that's why it's okay. getting its full all production right. I feel because there's a little a bit about
0: that, but there's a narrative, not much.
1: That's that's understandable. There's also a movie about BlackBerry getting made. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: This phone got out
1: there. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: missed that. I was like too young to have one, and then by the time that I was old enough to have one, it was already obsolete.
1: Yeah, we had we had actual phones, Ned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. How How is your video game knowledge?
0: <laughs> Hit or miss. I know a All lot right. of things about some things and nothing about other things.
1: All right. Well, this staple racing Sony franchise is getting a film adaptation that's apparently based on a true story and stars Orlando Bloom and David Harbour.
0: This is potentially a separate question. Is Grand Theft Auto considered a racing game?
1: It is not. It is not. You got the first syllable kind of correct, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. The great racing game.
1: It's uh, Gran Turismo.
0: I forgot that was a thing.
1: That's understandable. Most of us did, too, until this movie trailer came out. Uh, Orlando Bloom plays the professional racer who schedules a way for video game players to become professional racers by having them play the video game and then get trained to race actual cars.
0: I'm sorry. That's a true story. That's a thing uh, I, that happened. Apparently,
1: that's what the trailer said. I I'm not looking into this forever.
0: Wow, that feels like not the most efficient way to get
1: it race car drivers. Like it seems like a really bad idea. That's not a hero <laughs> deal. We'll worry about that later. We'll worry okay. about that later. Okay. Okay. So uh, this this we we'll end on a note. Um, we're going to narrow down the geographical region, but. Uh, a story broke this week where somebody had discovered free to 400 pounds of pasta in the forest of this northeastern state.
0: I know this one. I knew this you one know before this one. you did the narrowing down. Uh, this is New Jersey, because of course it's New Jersey. <laughs> of course it's New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't clicked on any of the things to know why. Apparently they figured out why it was dumped, i don't know why no. it was dumped but yeah the pictures are something else or something
1: so the the prevailing uh, conclusion is that uh somebody's mom passed away during the pandemic and they were stockpiling pasta and rather than throw it away in like a dumpster they threw away all of the pasta in the forest and then it rained to make it rehydrated to look like it was cooked
0: okay all right because that was when you said that i was like but it was cooked but it rained because people who don't live in arizona experience (laughs) rain yes we have seasons
1: yeah yeah we have we have those pesky things like the water cycle it's it's wild yeah (laughs) yeah tough week week but you got arguably the most important question about the 400 pounds of pasta in a forest somewhere yeah
0: yeah just a note if you have a ton of pasta and it's still in boxes you can just donate it and then you don't have to dump it in the woods
1: (laughs) even if it's expired maybe don't dump it into unless there's a forest god if you have to appease an ancient forest god sure sure like I don't think that's what was happening. Yet. You
0: could also... So it's expired. You can donate it to, like, elementary schools. And they will make, like, those necklaces and, like, art with them. And <laughs> do the toothpick challenge where they can use the spaghetti instead of toothpicks. Just donate it. It's fine.
1: Just n- no forest pasta.
0: No forest pasta. No, now forest I wouldn't
1: past. write a thing about
0: forest pasta. Okay, but... <laughs> Before we go on that tangent, we should take a break and come back and talk about the writer's strike. Okay, we are back without pasta, unfortunately. I guess, if you like pasta. Uh, So, one of the things that has been happening... This week, uh, starting on May 2nd, is the Writer's Strike. Uh, And I'm going to go into a little bit of backstory of like what this actually is. But obviously this affects us as viewers, but also as creators, right? And so I'm going to try and work from the macro Victoria Dislikes Capitalism (laughs) Down to the micro of like, no, this is important and probably affects someone that you know. Um, And not just as like, ah, my favorite show is going to be delayed. So what is happening is the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, is in negotiation with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. So if you see those acronyms, that's what they're talking about. They had a contract up until May 1st, and then that contract ran out, and they were unable to negotiate a new contract before the old one ran out, and they're still currently trying to do that. Trying is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence, um, because... The alliance of producers is maybe not trying that hard. So, what are the things at issue? What are the things that they're trying to negotiate about, right? So, there are a couple of things around streaming and a couple of things around AI. The things around streaming are coverage. So, just in general, the Writers Guild of America incorporates over 11,000 writers across many different media. But streaming, as of now, is not covered in the, or wasn't covered, I should say, was not covered in the previous contract. So only if you were working with traditional producers like CBS, NBC, those kinds of things, TV producers, were you covered by this contract. If you were working for Apple Plus, say that's fully online, fully streaming, you were not covered by the contract. And that meant that you, your working conditions and your pay were at the whim of that company. So they're trying to get streaming services on board with this as well. The other part of streaming is residuals. So residuals are, I made this, or I wrote for this show, And then when reruns are on, again, traditional TV, when reruns are on, then I get a small portion of that money as well. So I can continue earning money from this script that I produced. With streaming, reruns aren't really a thing, even though the show that has your script in it is being seen and streamed millions of times. You're not getting those residuals because it technically doesn't count as a rerun. So those are the streaming issues. On the AI side, obviously people are worried about AI taking over jobs. And because capitalism is gross, that is the direction that a lot of people are heading. I don't know if you have ever (laughs) watched or read scripts from AI of like, I had AI, watch all of this thing and then make a script it's mildly terrible. It is getting better, but it's mildly terrible. Um, and so they want to put in a clause, the writers want to put in a clause that AI will be used as research, not as labor. So they will not have full scripts written by AI, just used as kind of a little bit of a tool, I guess I would say. (sighs) I have so many thoughts on this and so many, like, Issues with just why this is even happening. But... Well, we know as, why
1: this is happening, Victoria. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but things that we know are going to be delayed. Just this week that we know are going to be delayed. Blade, which we talked about last week on the podcast. Um, I just want Mahershala Ali as Blade. But Blade hacks Abbott Elementary. Quinta Brunson is going hard on this strike and I commend her for it. Um, but there are a ton of other folks who are equally affected, and things that we don't necessarily think about. So Francesca Ramsey, who used to write for things like the daily show and a ton of other late night shows. Those are all writers, right? There are, there are rooms full of writers on news shows as well. So it's not just our kind of entertainment that we're looking at. It's everything. And so if you've got a friend who is a writer, if you've got a friend who's a producer, if you've got a friend, this is going to affect the entire industry, right? Because if you don't have writers, then you cannot a show make. And so anyone who is anywhere close to this uh, is going to be affected. And that means that it's probably closer to you than you think it is. And it also sets a precedent for how we move forward in this age of streaming and AI. So I'm going to turn it over to Mikkel before I get even more on my soapbox. What are your thoughts?
1: We're going to need a bigger soapbox because I'm going to be on there (laughs) too. uh the one thing that i will i will start with empathetically saying is that if you notice that your favorite television shows are worse in the coming years it's not the writers faults it's the people who don't pay their writers enough to do a very difficult job and we've seen this happen before because this is not the first writer strike that we have experienced in in the modern time this is the first one that we've had streaming services involved in and that that's really the thing that has changed the most since the last time is that Netflix wasn't as big Mm -hmm. and there was only mostly just Netflix and not 17 other services that we have to to deal with. So, um, It's unfortunate that they're using a a legal technicality to not pay the writers the wages that they are deserved. It is unfortunate. It is sad. It makes me sad. Um, I have friends who are writers and I have friends who are coverage who are going to be sort of like, well, this sucks. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's that. I'm the biggest robot sympathist in this Discord, in this podcast <laughs> network, and, and whatnot. And it's it's really it's really unfortunate that people are using this AI tool as a way to like get people to not do jobs and, and so they're like, Oh, we can replace them. It's like no you can't. This was not what AI was supposed to do. It was supposed to be a way to like aggregate lots of information that would be difficult to aggregate otherwise. It was supposed to be a tool to like get inspiration and, and mm-hmm. go from there. When you're using it as a primary offering tool, it's it's missing the point that automation was supposed to let us do the creative work. And it's it makes me sad. It makes me upset. It makes me angry. And this, this whole situation is just, just pay people what they're worth. If we're going to live in a capitalist society, that's the minimum contract, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yes. And I think to that point, The fact that one of the recurring things from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has been is that none of this affects executives. So executives will still get paid quite a bit, and probably that number will increase. So it's not that they don't have the money, right? Like, we can make arguments in things like education of like, well, the whole institution is underfunded so Mm -hmm. everybody's not getting what they deserve i have thoughts on that but like i can kind of get there tv and motion pictures are not underfunded as an institution it's just the distribution
1: completely wrong (laughs) yeah i will end i will end my statement right now just by saying that from what i've read on twitter the best thing that you can do right now is uh like support on on social media via the hashtags that they have out there Mm -hmm. um and then if you're on like the actual like coastlines uh there are picket lines then they would love support there uh they have they have not called for a boycott of any media yet so keep watching your stories as they exist and just pay attention to the writers that you follow and your friends who follow said writers on on the actions that are needed to take so that that's what i got it didn't have to be like this and it doesn't have to be like this it could be better and it's just a matter of of getting there so uh best of luck to the writers out there fighting the good fight
0: agreed Shall we go out on our lightning round?
1: Okay, so so focusing, we're gonna list some some fun topics that, that from all over the the pop culture spectrum that we we think you should know. So um, Fatima Asgard is the first ever winner of the Shears prize for fiction for the novel When we were Sisters. I'm saying this because I love Fatima's work and I think everyone should read it and and support them got nothing more to say there uh, uh g kids the film distributor that gets us all of the good anime in the states have acquired to the rights to the first slam dunk which is a basketball manga so they're making a film adaptation for it i love sports anime to an unhealthy degree or exactly healthy degree depending on when you talk to me so there's that looking forward to seeing that in theater soon uh, may the fourth be with you even more as it has been confirmed that star wars visions the animated anthology that just had volume 2 release earlier this week has announced that there is a volume Three already in the works which is which is good more animated star wars from non non-traditional star wars venues always great for some reason we're getting a sequel to the dodgeball movie with Vince Vaughn um, I have nothing more to add to that. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Keith and Victoria's petition to get me to watch Doctor Who is in fact happening later this year with the 15th Doctor. Uh, by accident I found out what was the whole thing with the 14th Doctor because Keith refused to tell me two <laughs> podcasts ago, um, but we, I've discovered that thanks to the YouTube algorithm. And tangential to all of that, uh, it was announced that Jonathan Groff, who many know from Frozen and who I know from Netflix's Mindhunters, is joining the cast in an undisclosed guest role, so... I will be finding out what that's all about come holidays this year. So, if you want more from the Black Nerd Problems News Network, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. My name is Mikkel Snyder, and that was This Week in Nerd News.
0: I'm Victoria Routine, and remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast.
1: We'll catch you next week, folks.
0: Bye!